Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Ali Quorum and Ken Shreve here with a breakdown of the action in today's session, where we saw investors digesting the latest inflation data in the form of the monthly CPI report. And it doesn't seem like there was a positive reaction by the end of the day, Ken, maybe recession fears perking back up. Yeah, it looks like it. I mean, it was initially a positive response uh, by the stock market uh, to you know news that uh, inflation did cool uh, in in March, and that's what the, the the market wanted. But when you're looking at year over year inflation, or, or price is still up five point six percent. It's still uh, still quite high, and uh, that was actually. Um, you know, in line with uh, what the market was expecting. But overall, the numbers, I think, were what the market wanted to see. But then you had the Fed minutes come out at, at 2 p.m. Eastern time and Fed officials uh, acknowledging the possibility of a, a mild recession uh, later this year. So uh, it, it does seem like the recession concerns are back on the back on the front burner here. It's, uh, you know, one of many market headwinds, um, mm-hmm. and it was not a great close. We had uh, sellers come into the market late uh, during the final hour of trading yesterday, and then uh, we're since the Fed minutes came out, the market just started right. to, to bleed and ended up uh, being not such a great day for the NASDAQ. Yeah, we could take a look at an intraday chart here and you can definitely see uh, where we opened was a, a lot different than where, where we ended up closing. And you can see where the Fed minutes came out there impacting the session. Um, we're also going to take a look at a couple of stocks in a little bit. We'll be taking a, a look at Lululemon, CRM, and AESI, Atlas Energy, a new IPO uh, in the oil patch. But first, let's analyze the major indexes in a little bit more detail. As you mentioned, the NASDAQ reversing lower here, Ken, closing down by about nine-tenths of a percent today. We also had the S&P 500 down four-tenths of a percent. Uh, The Dow not hit too hard, down about one-tenth of a percent by the end of the day. We also had the Russell 2000 down some seven-tenths of a percent today. So it still looks like that 12,000 level is still a bit of a battleground here for the NASDAQ. And uh, we potentially could see a test of that 21-day line tomorrow, depending on what what shakes out come tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so uh, what we see right now is the NASDAQ down six out of seven uh, trading sessions. And, uh, you know, one little mild point of concern is that it looks like we got higher volume again today on the NASDAQ. It's still preliminary data, so we don't know for sure, but could end up being another uh, distribution day for the NASDAQ uh, today. That would be three since uh, a- uh, April 5th, uh, I believe. So when you see uh, distribution day start to cluster, you want to uh, pay attention. Uh, higher volume declines are normally, you know, a sign of at least some institutional selling, and it can really stop an uptrend uh, in its tracks. But as we're looking at the NASDAQ right now, still above that 21-day exponential moving average. Uh, possible the NASDAQ could test that uh, 50-day line, but, um, right. you know, right now, um, this this could be the third uh, distribution day for the Nasdaq, and a lot of growth stocks under uh, selling pressure again uh, today. No no real sell signals, but uh, just a lot of selling underneath the surface as well. So, Ken, does it seem like those uh, big bank earnings might be the next catalyst for the market? Uh, maybe providing some uh, relief or could be a cause for more concern. It wouldn't take much to send us to the highest levels on the year, but also like you said, we could face a test of that 50 day line. 
Well, the ba- the bank earnings on uh, on Friday are definitely going to be a focal point. Uh, Citigroup, uh, J.P. Morgan, Wells Fargo. We have BlackRock. Uh, so, and you know, earlier uh, today, Bloomberg reported that some of these banks that assisted with this thirty billion dollar cash infusion for First Republic Bank are going to be setting uh, money aside uh, in their loan loss uh, reserve. So, there's just uh, you know, in terms of the financial sector worries, uh, there's worry worries that. Uh, uh, lending is gonna is gonna tighten up. That could uh, exacerbate a, a slowdown for the uh, for the economy. So it's just a just a really tricky environment right now. And you know, one reason why we've been uh, fairly conservatively invested in uh, in leaderboard and uh, holding a, a, a pretty healthy cash position, uh, giving our winners uh, room to work. But uh, you know, recognizing some uh, chinks in the armor here in terms of uh, you know broad market health. Absolutely. Let's also take a look at the S&P 500, zero S and P5 on market Smith here so we can see a downside reversal as well, but still holding around recent levels. So not a ton of damage as of yet. Like you said, it's more underneath the surface at this point. That is the potential cause for concern. Yeah, even when indexes were sharply higher uh, in the morning and, um, you know, stocks were, were working uh, pretty well, we were still seeing it didn't take long for a lot of these uh, top rated growth stocks to give back gains. Um, they started strong. They were back near uh, session lows, even when the market was still uh, higher. So uh, looking at the S&P 500 here, kind of a similar picture to the NASDAQ. It's holding that 21-day uh, moving average looks like an outside day for the uh, for the S&P 500 today, where the high and low today exceeded uh, that of, of yesterday. So, uh, volume on the NYSE looks pretty close to what we saw on uh, on on Tuesday. Uh, really, haven't seen much distribution at all in the S&P 500. All the higher volume declines uh, since April 5th we've seen on the Nasdaq. So, S&P 500 still fighting uh, still fighting a good fight here. Yes, that it is. And now we'll quickly take a look at the Dow. It's been improving, but also uh, got turned away after making an early gain. It's trying to get back to that 34,000 level, which we saw a lot of trading action taking place uh, late last year and towards the beginning of this year. So still overall seeing an improving picture there. But let's now take a look at U.S. Oh, briefly, this is a proxy for oil, which rose today by about 2%. So XLE, the energy sector ETF in the green today and holding near recent highs. So is uh, now and we're going to see a comeback for the energy sector, Ken. It's possible. I mean, oil is definitely getting a, a bid here. I mean, the, the front end contract, uh, WT. I crude oil futures today settled at uh, 83.26. That was up uh, 2.1%. So to see XLE with that strong move above the 50-day moving average and kind of holding on to these gains, I think uh, you know it's uh, it's time. That's why I have an, uh, an energy stock in uh, in today's list of stocks uh, to take a look at. But um, you know, like I said, oil prices uh, have been rising, which is a little maybe counterintuitive. All this concerns about a slowdown for the economy that that should crimp demand for for oil. So kind of a mixed uh, mixed picture here. But uh, like I said, oil stocks are starting to regain some momentum here. Yes, definitely worth noting there. And SMH, we've been keeping a close eye on chip stocks, but an outsized loss today for the chip sector and SMH with it down 1.8% today. So lagging the market here. We could see a test of the 50-day line. And I guess uh, that could be 
a critical level, Ken, because are we going to see a bounce and this sector continue to move higher or are we going to see deterioration after a nice move in 2023 for the group? Yeah, I mean, the chip stocks uh, started to bleed uh, yesterday. You know, we had that uh, selling that picked up the pace during the final half hour of trading. And it was chip and software stocks that were uh, kind of weighing on the market yesterday. And the selling in the semiconductor sector continued uh, today. So, again, not, not seeing outright sell signals in some of your leading stocks like NVIDIA, uh, Rambus, Allegro Microsystems. But uh, SMH, uh, really close to a, a test of a key level here. So we'll see if support, uh, see if support holds, but um, definitely seeing some chip stocks under pressure here. Yes, that we are. Okay, and uh, before we move on to those individual names, let's just take a brief look at the 10-year Treasury yield, given that we did have the Fed minutes come out today. So closing right around where we were yesterday, but what are your thoughts on what we're seeing on the yield front? Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to envision a scenario where yields are going to start uh, racing higher. Um, I mean, right now, the market seems pretty convinced that we'll get one more uh, quarter point hike and then, uh, you know, a pause as early as uh, June or, or July. So, um you know, we'll, we'll see how that plays out, but uh, it's just uh, with, with the, these economic concerns, it's, it's hard to see an environment where interest rates are going to start uh, racing higher. Even when you look at this, the price chart here of the 10-year yield, it's still, you know, below the 200-day uh, the, the, the moving average. So it's going to have a lot of overhead supply to work through if it is going to uh, continue to rally. So uh, bond yields have, uh, have been under pressure and uh, they, could, they could stay under pressure here. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, now let's take a look at a growth stock that is holding up, and that is Lululemon, an explosive move on its recent quarterly earnings report, and it is not giving up those gains, Ken, trading nice and tight in a sideways formation with volume drying up, so it uh, seems like this should be a setup on our radar. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, this was a really outstanding earnings report in uh, in late March. And uh, again, a company that's reporting same store sales growth of 27%. They're managing their inventories uh, pretty well. They gave very bullish uh, guidance uh, uh, for the full year and the holiday quarter was strong. I mean, just look at the bottom line and top line growth that uh, Lulu has uh, delivered. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Apple and that Apple has a very loyal customer Base, very sticky customer base. And I think Lululemon uh, can say the same thing. It, you know, it's got uh, got a pretty loyal customer base and, uh, you know, all this uh, issues with inflation. Uh, again, Lulu has been managing its inventories well and, uh, you know, continuing to deliver that really strong bottom line and top line growth. It's got good estimates. Uh, those little uh, green uh, carrots there um, yeah. in the annual earnings block. Estimates have been have been rising. And, and again, very uh, strong earnings and a bullish uh, a bullish outlook for its current fiscal year. So a uh, good one for the watch list, uh, possibly setting up a new entry here. Right. And while the stock did bottom last summer, it hasn't made a whole lot of progress since, you know, a, a year plus. Um, so how do we balance looking at the short term strong performance you know clearly the move on earnings was explosive but it's still you know 11 plus percent off of 52 week highs and and you know even further below all time highs so how do you balance those various factors of that short term strength 
versus taking that step back. And this it has been in a trading range for a while. Yeah, I mean, Alulu could uh, could still face some overhead supply issues here, but uh, really what I'm looking at is just the, the explosive move that it made a couple of weeks ago when it reported earnings. There was a lot of volume, uh, volume in the stock, and uh, it's not like Lulu is a heavily shorted stock here. So there's probably some, some institutional buying going on uh, when it uh, surged, uh, just like I said, a couple of weeks ago. And then after that big volume spike, you can see volume has really quieted down here. So the fact is uh, the stock is holding gains. It really still looks like a stock that's under some accumulation here. So back to the uh, daily chart, we'll just uh, see if uh, volume can can come into this market. We've seen so many you know growth stocks moving in, in light volume and um, really not not seeing great action in a lot of growth stocks. But I think with Lululemon, uh, you've got this low, vol- low volume pullback and the stock is holding that 10-day moving average. So, uh, you know, could could set up a new entry and it's 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 behaving just like a stock should when it when it gaps up it's showing strength and support after after that uh, breakout great and next on our list is salesforce ticker crm pulling back to its 21 day line in recent sessions not quite bouncing off of that level just yet it was up today a little bit uh, but it doesn't see, uh, seem like we've seen a decisive bounce just quite yet although the stock has made a ton of progress since its bottom late last year. Yeah, kind of a similar uh, story to Lululemon in that uh, this is a stock that gapped up, uh, rose all the way up to 193. Again, they had uh, you know a really nice uh, earnings report. They gave very bullish guidance for the current quarter. And uh, at full year, they've been taking steps to appease these uh, activist investors that have sort of been circling around uh, Salesforce. But uh, you know this is a stock that still looks good. I mean, the Dow Jones... Uh, uh, you know, actually held up relatively well today. Salesforce is a Dow uh, component. So it's just kind of, you know, again, showing signs of accumulation. The, it, it's uh, drifting lower in, in light volume here, retesting that prior buy area. So if this market uptrend can gain steam and we, you know, continue to see signs of uh, money coming in from the sidelines, so this one still could could be a leader in the software group. So then where do we buy it? Do we buy it off of the 21-day line? Do we need it to trade around current levels for a little while longer and let the 50-day line catch up? Does it need to form a new base? What are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, we, we've seen a lot of strong stocks uh, after after they break out and go on an uptrend. Uh, a lot of them do find support at their 21-day exponential moving average. So it could be an area where you start a little small position. But again, support is still in question here. Um, you know, stock was down multiple days in a row, tried to rally today and got kind of pulled down with the uh, broad market, ended up uh, less than 1%. So I just wait for this, uh, just kind of wait for the market to sort itself out here and um and, uh, you know, see if it can hold this uh, 21-day line. Ideally, I mean, if you really want to be uh, safe, you can watch for a new base uh, to form. But, again, some strong stocks really um, use this uh, 21-day line as a, as a bouncing, uh, as sort of a bouncing pad. But, um, you know, kind of maybe a little higher risk uh, entry point, especially with the market acting the way it is now and technology stocks under pressure. Uh, still would watch this one just because it's it, – done a good job holding gains and uh yeah it was a very bullish uh, earnings report and um came down to that 21 day line and uh just rose right off that so good one for the watch list it probably just needs to consolidate a little more all right sounds good and now let's also 
take a look at AESI, perhaps a new ticker to a lot of traders out there, a fresh IPO hitting the market earlier in March. So this is a, a young gun here with potential in the oil and gas field services group. So we're seeing an attempt of a breakout of an IPO base, perhaps a little resistance around this round number of 18. I guess you could call it, call it a round number. Uh, but what do you think about how this is trading, Ken? I mean, it's an IPO that is profitable and, uh, you know, maybe off of smaller uh, sales, but it is showing some very strong growth. Yeah, no doubt about it. That's what caught my eye. I mean, you've got triple uh, triple digit uh, revenue uh, increases here. Earnings growth has been impressive. I mean, it's in a good business. Uh, you can see they provide logistic services to the oil and gas uh, industry, and they also provide uh, profit, which is a, a key uh, uh a key ingredient used in, in fracking, which is a popular way that oil and gas is getting uh, extracted uh, these days. So, um, and again, they came public at $18 a share. So the stock is trading right around that, uh, right around that offer price. And uh, I mean, the weekly chart, I mean, it's just a classic uh, IPO base here. So, um, you know, it's, it's a compelling setup in the oil and gas uh, sector. We like to like to see these IPO bases. The IPO market has really dried up in uh, in recent months. So when you see a, a stock setting up in an IPO base with pretty good fundamentals like Atlas Energy Solutions has, uh, you should uh, should watch this one. I think it's one of the better uh, better setups in the oil and gas uh, space right now. So do we think about buying the breakout over 18 or is, you know, a lot of IPO stocks can be bucking Broncos a little bit hard to handle and uh, kind of wild action around breakouts. So what would be some strategies to use if you did want to try the breakout seems like a smaller position size and giving it more room or how would you attack something like this? Well, I mean, if, if I were really dying to put money to work in this market, which, you know, uh, I think the, the, the risk level is still uh, not working in investors' uh, favor here. However, um, I think that Atlas uh, right here looks uh, looks actionable. So um, if you just go back to the daily chart, it is uh, prone to, you know, some some uh, pretty wild intraday swings and you see it tried to cross 18 uh, three separate times here. So, I mean, if this were to really take out that 18 level with uh, with some volume, uh, showing signs of accumulation, I think that would be uh, that would make the stock uh, actionable. Um, but you know, it is uh, still holding near that uh, that IPO price of uh, 18, and uh, definitely you know should be uh, should be watched here. We got good growth estimates, and that uh, that triple digit growth in recent quarters, uh, I don't think should be ignored. Right. Uh, so if traders are going to buy an IPO based breakout in this kind of market, definitely need to be managing risk accordingly. All right, Ken, thank you so much. And thanks everyone for tuning in. We'll be back with more tomorrow morning on iebdliveinvestors.com slash iebdlive for all those details. Also, we have a webinar coming up at 1130 a.m. Pacific tomorrow. That's all about option trading. If you are new to options, we've been talking about options a lot more in our content. Ken, you do a weekly earnings preview talking about potential option trade ideas ideas and we have option trade ideas happening daily uh, on investors.com and our option trader app so we're going to be talking about everything that you need to know to get you started uh, in your option trading journey adding that to your trading toolkit so we'll see you there 
tomorrow for that webinar. You can go to investors.com slash webinar to sign up. So we'll see you then. And we'll also see you right back here tomorrow at the close. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.